Deer found her. As you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. As I myself look to expand my own digital offerings, I was beyond excited to find Molly Kaiser and to have her agree to come on to the show. Wait until you hear her story. She started her business as a teenager and has gone on to generate seven figures in revenue per year from her digital products. But before we get into today's episode, I wanted to say hi, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and I have been building brands for nearly 25 years. With just a $500 investment, I founded, built, and sold a seven-figure business that reached 3 million people per month. This podcast is my weekly letter to you to inspire you to find success through your own entrepreneurial endeavors. It's also the show I wanted 13 years ago when I myself became an accidental female founder. If there's anything that you want to hear about or anything that you want me to share to help you through your endeavors, I invite you to reach out. And if you're inspired by today's episode, I invite you to share it. Text it to a friend or share it in your stories. You can tag me at Lindsay Pinchuk or at Dear Founder because I will absolutely come and say hi. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, I would love it if you left a five-star rating or review as that's how other entrepreneurs discover our show and the incredible, incredible stories like Molly's that we share here. All you have to do is go to http colon forward slash slash www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash dear founder. It is linked in the show notes and you can leave a rating or review wherever it is that you podcast. So let's meet today's guest. Molly Kaiser's first business was a photography studio. It was a massive success and other photographers started asking her how she did it. So she decided to package her knowledge into digital products. Those digital products turned into $2 million per year. And then people started asking her how she did that. So today, Molly helps business owners add passive digital products to their businesses so that they can stop trading their time for money and help even more people by sharing their knowledge with the world. Molly currently lives in New Mexico with her husband, Aaron, and their dog, Franklin. You can find them camping in the mountains, road tripping in the Southwest, or traveling all over Europe. Thanks to her business, that is focused on digital passive income. So come on in and meet Molly and learn how she does it. I am so excited about today's episode. It's no secret. I've been hosting classes and workshops since I left Bump Club. And now I'm really ready to take the next step and put them online in a more formal way. And so when Molly Kaiser, who is a founder and the business owner at Freedom Creator reached out to be a guest on Dear Founder. I was beyond stoked because the timing could not 
be more perfect. So Molly, welcome to Dear Founder. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to chat all things courses and digitals. Well, me too. And I told you before we hopped on, I've had so many members of this community reach out and ask me, okay, do you have a good course or do you have a good coach or someone to point me in the right direction to put my education online? And so, you know, this isn't just selfishly for me, even though I, even though I was very honest and said, oh my God, I could totally use your service. So, which I can. So, but this is really for so many members of our community who I think have the ability and I know have the ability to reach so many more people with what they're doing online in a really impactful way. And so I'm excited to get to kind of the meat and bones of what you're going to talk about today. But before we do, I would love for you to give us some background and tell us how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I like to tell the speed dating version because otherwise it could go on forever, right? But uh, essentially, when I was about 19 years old, I dropped out of college. I was studying photography and graphic design. And the one thing they didn't teach me in college was how to make money. And I was a little annoyed because I'm like, here I am sitting with, I don't remember, $70,000 in student loans. And I'm like, how am I ever going to pay this off? You know, they're teaching me how to sell one photo in a gallery setting that I'll maybe get like five shows a year. I do the math on that. It's not really going to work out. So I thought I'm going to, I'm going to start my own photo studio. This was my first business. And I grew that from, I just had 81 cents. We're talking like free Vistaprint's business cards, knocking on doors, really hustling, grew that to multiple six figures. And a lot of photographers started asking me how I did it. And so I took on a couple coaching clients, um, And I quickly realized that I, as much as I really enjoyed it, I was already so busy running my photo studio. And then I was like repeating myself over and over because I was just teaching them the strategies that were working for me, of course. And so I found out about online courses and I thought, what if I just take everything I'm teaching and just put it into an online course? And I grew that business. Um, Let's see, started it in 2014 and grew it over, I think it was about four or five years to $2 million per year. So we did um, ebooks, checklists, but mostly courses made up the majority of our revenue. So impressive and just so amazing. And also, I love your story because it really just shows that anything is possible and you just have to kind of sit down and work through the process. And I just realized I left out the last part of my story where I am today. (laughs) Well, tell us where you are today. Yeah, where I am today. I own Freedom Creator, like you said. And so... After talking and teaching and doing photography for 16 years, uh, I decided to make this pivot to focusing full time on Freedom Creator and helping other people to take their knowledge and put them into digital products. Because as much as I have, you know, a spot in my heart for photography, I really love the game of business. So that's why I like doing this. So who is like your ideal client customer? I mean, like who would use Freedom Creator? Yeah, so... I have two products. Um, I have a membership and a course. And for the membership, it's really anyone who wants to become an online business owner and sell digital products, but maybe they don't have their following yet. And so we help them build their following, then their uh, email list, then create their products and then sell it. 
For the course, I really, my ideal client is someone who already has a bit of a following or an email list and they already have, they already are like dialed in on their niche and their topic of what they're talking about and who they want to serve. So I really want to kind of get into the how to's today because I want our listeners to walk away with some actionable steps that they can take away to implement some of your some of your advice. And then also I I think that they absolutely should watch your free webinar because it will be a great place to start following this conversation. But so I, we talked a little bit before I hopped on both about, you know, the digital product piece and then like the course piece. So let's start with digital products. I think there are so many experts out there. I know a lot of them follow me. A lot of them take my classes and they have eBooks, they have checklists, they have so many different products that maybe they're using as lead magnets. Maybe they're selling here and there for, you know, $7, $17, whatever it might be, but there's really no formalized process for that. So what is your recommendation to those people to set that up as a passive income opportunity? Okay. Yeah. So like you said, there are so many different types of digital products. I mean, you know, we're talking eBooks, mini courses, regular courses, like checklist guides, blah, 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 blah. And I think a lot of times we get hung up on like, what type of digital product should I create? But really what you need to be thinking about is who are you going to help? What are you going to help them with? And what's a really painful problem that they have that you can solve for them? So looking back at my photography education business, I started out with just, so I actually started out blogging and then I started out just making a bunch of different digital products. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. So I'm like, okay, well we do this strategy. So I'll put this in here and we do this business partnership. So I'll make some printables for that. And I ended up making all these different digital products. But what I learned was the digital product, not course, uh, that really took off for me was an ebook. And it didn't, I don't think the reason it took off was because it was an ebook though. The reason it took off is because it solved a really painful problem for my ideal client at the time. So my ideal client at the time was photographers and it helped them get more bookings. And the ebook isn't what you think. It wasn't like 30 pages or a hundred pages. It wasn't an actual book. It was a step-by-step checklist of how to book more clients. It came with scripts, screenshots, uh, templates, everything they needed to go and post word for word and get clients. And here's the kicker. It worked, um, you know, because it worked for my studio. So why wouldn't it work for other photographers? Right. And what happened was they got such good results with this ebook and I sold it for only 59 to hundred. And I think it was like 159, somewhere in between there, depending on sales. Right. And what's crazy is since they got such, such good results, what do you think they did? They went and told everyone they knew, right? And so what's crazy is over just a few years, we actually did $500,000 in revenue with this little itty bitty ebook um, with zero ad spend. And so again, it's not, don't think about what type of digital product you want to start with. Think about what's a really painful problem you can solve for your ideal client. And then you can ask yourself, what do I think is the best delivery method for getting them that result? So once you have identified what it is that you're going to put out into the world, what would you recommend is kind of the first step to doing so? Because, you know, I think there, we, let's be honest, we are all inundated with so many ads, even me just talking to you about this today. I mean, we're going to get off and I'm going to open my Instagram and I'm going to have a gazillion ads from people (laughs) trying to sell me how to sell my digital product. Right. But, and we're all inundated with a lot of that, but 
let's break it down like really basic. Like, where would you sell it? Do you need to put money behind it in terms of an ad spend? Great question. So I kind of did this in like a tiered system without realizing it. And now that's what I teach to my students because I really like to think of things as easy, medium, hard. Like someone who's just starting out probably isn't going to have success if they're going to go gung ho with like the most advanced funnel and ad system possible, because it's just going to be too overwhelming. And like, they haven't even made one sale yet. So it's just not necessary to go like that advanced to start out in my opinion. So how I started and how I recommend that you start is grow a following. Very important and doesn't need to be a big following. Okay. Even if you have maybe a thousand people on one platform, that's enough following. Even less than that can be enough to get some sales going. And then you can start to sell and grow your following at the same time. But the first thing I actually recommend doing is if you have a following and you don't have an email list yet, then I just simply recommend, uh, you know, really thinking about what's the problem you're going to solve, create the product. And then the easiest way you can do this is using like Linktree on Instagram. You can just simply link to your ebook guide, whatever digital product it is. I don't recommend doing this for anything that you're going to sell for over like $300, which would be more like course territory. Um, that's going to be a little bit more advanced, but if you can just, I remember my first sale I made, I literally just put, uh, the ebook or guide up on my website And because I was running a blog, because traffic was coming to my website, I made a sale. But if traffic's coming to your Instagram or your TikTok or your YouTube, then you can put the link there. It's all about thinking of things as a funnel. Where is your following? How are they going to see that thing? Um, And then once enough people see it, as long as your content is aligned talking about that thing, because let's say you're selling a cookbook on low carb recipes, but your (laughs) website talks about like pregnancy for mamas or whatever, like that's probably not going to get you a sale. So make sure that your content is aligned, but yeah, really think about the funnel in terms of your following, um, and then where you're bringing them to next. So it could be like Linktree. I like to recommend something like Linktree because then what if you don't even have your own website yet? So very easy to get started. And then kind of the medium tier is more of, you know, again, have your following, but then move them to an email list. And then you can start to send them a series of emails. Maybe it's just three emails, four emails, five emails that sell them on this digital product. And then the more advanced one would be your following to an email list, to a sales page, to a checkout page. So they kind of get more advanced, but you can get your first sales just from putting it wherever your following is and talking about it in your content. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. I'm not sure if you're aware, but over the last nine months, I haven't just helped big enterprise brands on their marketing efforts through my consulting firm. I've also helped over a dozen women, small business owners in launching their companies, building their brands, and to tweak what wasn't working. I've been building and growing brands for nearly 25 years, but I've forever used one method to build my own brands and that of my clients and students. My signature suite method utilizes social media, your website, emails, events, partnerships, and publicity to generate and execute cost-effective community-centric marketing strategies. If you're looking for that added layer of guidance, please reach out. There's a link in my show notes. Book a call with me and let's see how I can help you. I can't wait to meet you and learn about your business. Now back to the show. 
this is the last question I'm going to ask you before we kind of talk about courses, but what would you recommend to someone in terms of developing their product? Because there are a lot of um, templates out there. There are a lot of programs out there. What would you think if someone's going to sell a tangible or like a PDF, a checklist, something like that, where do you think they should go to start with designing that product and, and making it so that it is viable? Yeah. So I have great news for you guys because when I started my first digital products in 2014, I was paying thousands of dollars for Adobe Suite. I was paying designers, web designers, all these people to do all these things that you can do today for free. So what I would recommend today is Canva. I'm sure all of you guys have probably heard of Canva. And what's so cool is when you go into Canva, like you don't even need the pro account, even though I do love the pro account. But you can search for like ebook templates. Um, I think though, you don't want to search for ebook. You want to search for PDF. I found that the hard way. That's where all the good templates are. <laughs> and That's a good so, tip. Yeah. When you search ebook, like nothing comes up. It's kind of weird. But what's what I did for my ebook, the one that sold half a million dollars, is I simply just opened a Word document. And I asked myself, like, where is my ideal client now? Where? Do, what's the result I want them to get from this ebook? What's the shortest amount of time possible that I can get them this result? Like, you don't want to over fluff your content. You don't want to think, oh, if it's 40 pages, people will pay more. No, they will pay more for four pages. Because, you know, wouldn't you rather get the result that you're being promised in shorter amount of time, shorter amount of effort, everyone would. So that's why it was only like 13 pages. And like I said, just wrote it out in a Word doc. And then I think the first one I, I had a designer on my team, because remember back in the day, we didn't have Canva, but you can just open or um, yeah, find a template on Canva, put in your colors, your logo, and then just copy and paste your, your Word document. And then you just hit share download PDF. It's so funny because I I had a client today that and I was giving her a Canva tour. She's, you know, about 10 years older than me and Canva's very new to her and she's doing a kick-ass job on social media right now, just like so amazing. And she was like, "Do I need this?" And when she asked me, I said, "You do need Canva." I said, "Because Canva's going to be your graphic designer when you don't have <laughs> one." And I said, "Even if you're not selling something yet, you will eventually." And I said, "In any social media asset, there's a template for it. So thank you. Like, I, I mean, I plug it all the time, but I, I love when my guests plug it too, because it is so easy. And I, I've run two businesses off of it. Mm -hmm. And it gives you control because I'm not against hiring graphic designers. I've, I've spent so much money on graphic designers. I love graphic designers, but especially when you're first starting out, if you don't have money for a graphic designer Canva, but also, like I said, you have control. If you're like, oh, I want to have a flash sale and I want to make $5,000 right now. And you, you know, you don't have time to wait weeks to get a whole team together and get all the assets. You can just go right into Canva and, you know, I think you can make like a video quote reel with Canva in like two minutes. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about more like courses and memberships. And I'm asking this because I do know, like I said, I have so many members of this community. I have clients myself who they have courses or they have things that they teach. They have keynote speeches. They have actual like expert information that they want and need to get out into the world. And as is the case with many professionals, they don't know how to do it. And so they need an easy way to get started. So I'd love for you to kind of walk through some easy considerations for them to think about, and then maybe point them in a couple of different directions as, as to where they can get started to, to do this. 
Okay, I love this question. And what I see most the time from people is the good news is like you're an expert, you're passionate about the thing you're talking about. And so what happens is most people are like, okay, I want to create the course because you're just so excited about what you're talking about. You're like, I just want to make the product, right? But you actually don't want to make the product first. Okay, hear me out. What you want to do is, and this is for this, especially for people who already have their own audience. And you don't have to do all of these things, but I'm going to suggest some different things you could do. But number one is send a survey to your email list. If you have an email list, if you don't have an email list, start building one yesterday. Your email list is going to be the lifeblood of your online business. It's going to be directly tied to how much money you make per month from your online business. But send out a survey. I just did this. Um, so I'm re I'm relaunching my membership, um, as freedom creator. I like renamed it, uh, freedom creator club, excuse me. And I just sent, I just did this. I sent out this whole survey and I asked people everything like, um, what's your business? What do you do? What's your main source of income? Because some people, their main source of income is a job, but really they're a business owner. You know, why do you want to have digital products? Why do you want to have passive income? And they tell me everything. And what's so cool is, they're literally telling you word for word. Like, I want this because of X. I want this because of Y. And that's the messaging you want to use, whether it's on a checkout page or a sales page or a website. You want your copy or email or sales page or whatever to feel like you're talking directly to that person. And the only way you're going to figure that out is by actually talking to your potential customers. So a survey is a really good way to do that. An another thing that I like to do a lot when I just uh, create a new product is I like to host like a Zoom group chat. So at the end of this survey, I actually asked people, hey, would you be open to joining a Zoom group chat? I'll provide everyone that says yes with an Amazon gift card as a thank you. So then everyone shows up to the Zoom group chat and I get to ask them everything, like really specific questions because people might tell you they want what you're selling because of money or because to reduce stress or whatever. But if you really dial it in, maybe they want the money so they can send Susie to college. Maybe they want the money so they can travel. You know, you really have to dial in what is like what specifically not surface level is why they want to buy this thing. So it's, it really is so much about the psychology behind the messaging, which I know can sound overwhelming, but I promise you, like, it's actually really fun um, because you get to learn a lot about your clients and how you can help them. It's interesting with this survey that I just want to chime in really quick. Cause I just did a survey and for very similar reasons. And part of why I did the survey though, was I wanted to hear my community describe their issues and their problems in their own words. Because for me, then when I go to potentially sell a course or design a course, I'm able to use their own vernacular to sell back to them. And so, and, and I mean, that's, I mean, you and I both know that that's marketing 101, right? But it's so important that you know what your, what your, client needs. And I told you when we got on this call, I taught a class last year, I used the feedback to create a bigger class and it was a more expensive class. And the feedback was that people wanted one-on-one -on -one time with me. And so I designed a class for that. Well, you have to pay for that too, right? Like, so the cost is going to be more. Well, people didn't want the cor that course that was priced higher, but they came back to me and said, but we'd really like the one-on-one -on -one time. And so the course is I newly designed it 
wasn't aligned and I don't think I asked the right questions, but what ended up coming out of it was my one-on-one coaching and it's now a great program. And if people are willing to pay that for the, you know, pay a little bit more for one-on-one time with me, then I'm happy to give it to them. So it's really to your point about listening to what, what they have to say, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you have to really listen. You can't let what you want to create overshadow what your audience needs. Like, I will say that again, because seriously, like I've done this so many times, right? I just get so excited about an idea and I put it out and it doesn't sell well. And then I'm like, Molly, you know this, you are not listening to your clients and what they're actually needing help with because, you know, business is all about solving problems. So once you've done like a survey or met with the group and, you know, maybe you want to have coffee with people locally in your area, whatever you can do to really talk to your ideal customers and actually learn about what they need, that's when you're going to craft your offer. So remember, we're not creating our course yet. This is just we're creating our offer. And as much as we just want to be the person that just creates the product, we have to be marketers because otherwise people are not going to ever find our course and therefore we're not going to help anyone if nobody buys our, our course, right? So with your offer, what you want to do is, again, use their wording that they're sharing with you and come up with what you actually want your course to be about. Now, keep in mind what you're actually teaching, like the, the nitty gritty, really big words and all the expertise and all that stuff that's not really going to be part of your offer. What's going to be part of your offer is the results that you're going to be getting them because, you know, people don't want to join because you're going to teach them a 30 step, you know, (laughs) I'm trying to think of an expertise that isn't mine, but, um, I guess I could say like a 30 step, you know, course platform or whatever they want to join because they want passive income or they want to lose weight or whatever that result is. So, um, you're going to want to create an offer and it would take me way too long to explain how to make an offer, but I am going to recommend you guys a book. It's not my book, but it is pretty much free. It's the cheapest he can charge on Amazon. It's called a hundred million dollar offers, um, by Alex Ramosi. And it's just really good. So I'd recommend it for you guys. And then what's cool is once you create your offer, you're actually going to pre-sell your course. So whether you have an email list or a following, you're going to be able to make an offer to them via email or social posts using, you really are just using what you have. Right. So I don't want um, people to think, well, I can't pre-sell because I don't have an email list or I can't pre-sell because I don't have this. You can just use what you have. Like even if you have no following, you could start a Facebook group really quickly or utilize other Facebook groups or talk to people in your community. You could go to um, meetup groups like there's so many different ways that you can meet. Well, I also think that like for a pre-sale and I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, one of the things that I, that I like to tell my clients and I say all the time on social media is whenever you're doing anything and you make a change in your business, you need to email everyone, you know, and let them know. So even if you don't have an email list for your business, you absolutely have an address book in your email. And I'm not saying to spam your friends and family, but there, it, there is something to be said for reaching out and saying, hey, I'm not sure if you know what I'm doing now, but I made a change and I'm not doing X, Y and Z anymore, but I am doing X, Y and Z. If you know of anyone who could use help hmm. doing this or achieving these results, feel free to pass it along. I'd love the initial support as I get my new business off the ground. And you're not spamming anyone. You're letting people know what it is that you're doing. 
don't you don't need to follow up again. You don't need to sell again. You don't I'm not saying sell to them, but just let them know because that's your low hanging fruit. Those are friends. Those are family. Those are businesses, business acquaintances and people who ultimately will support you because they want to see you succeed. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I I love that. Utilizing what you already have. What's funny is I've never actually thought of that because when I started my business, you know, I was like 19 years old. So I never really had like a Rolodex of emails. (laughs) Right. So that's, that's a really great tip. I'm glad that you interjected that. That's awesome. I mean, and I like, even with bump, like when I left bump club and started, I told you before we got on, I sent an email and said, I'm taking clients and people are like, okay, you know, like, what can I hire you for? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very much the same thing. Like anytime you make a change in your business, you need to let your people know, even if it's just a career change, or even if you're just going to work somewhere else, let people know, because you never know someone in your network might want to work with you or might have something to bring to the table in your new role. If you don't tell people, people don't know. Yeah. And you have to, this is such a great segue because it's like, you really want to treat your following like your friends. And I mean, I'm assuming most of you probably really like the people in your following, you know, that's why you grew the community. And if you were making a change in your life, you'd probably call your friend up. Right. So why wouldn't you let your, your following know? So yeah, I absolutely love that. So it really is as easy as, you know, really learning the messaging of your clients and what you can help them with, and then creating an offer that really speaks to those needs. And, you know, of course, fits your expertise as well. You kind of have to find one that fits both. And then making an offer to people. Again, there's all different ways you can do that depending on where you have your following. And then um, what I recommend doing is you pre-sell these people in. So you don't have your course made yet. So all you're going to say to these people is, well, you're going to pick a date that you want your course to start on. Um, and I typically recommend maybe three to four weeks out from when you start pre-selling. So you're going to say, you know, Hey Susie, I have this course coming out, you know, here's the offer. It starts on this date, you know, are you interested? And once you sell in, you know, a number of people, then they can all start, uh, at that same date. Okay. And what I recommend is you can use a Facebook group or really any kind of group and you add all the people that paid to this group. And then you're going to teach it live. You only have to do this once. It's kind of like teaching a live workshop. So Lindsay's kind of already done this, but basically what you do is let's say you have six modules in your course. You could teach one module a week for six weeks. Right. And the cool thing is most people might think like, well, why would anyone want to buy this when it when it isn't made yet? They see it as a negative. Let me tell you that it is a positive. Okay, people want the live access to you. They're getting way more access to you than anyone else is ever going to get to you in the course. And you're going to be working with them so closely to answer all of their questions. And that's how you're going to create a much better course than if you just guessed what people are needing help with. You're going to be able to teach this live and like directly talk back and forth with these students and be like, oh, I didn't even think you would need a download for this. Or I didn't even think you'd have a question about that. And that's what's going to make your course so much better for your students. And then once you have that done, you can put all the recordings into course hosting software and we can go on and on and on from there. But that's essentially how you would pre-sell the course. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high-quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast as I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast. Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. 
For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. Let's talk about pricing for both the digital download and for like a course. Like, Where would you recommend starting on each side? Because pricing is subjective, right? I mean, it really is like, what will someone pay for it? You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's like there, I don't think there is like a formulaic approach to pricing, but I would love to hear your thoughts and, and suggestions on where people should start. Yeah, I think there is a formulaic, um, what a formulaic process, whatever you said to a pricing approach. Is, there you go. Approach. Um, in terms of like small business. So when I had my photo studio, it's like, okay, how many clients can I take and how many do I want to take and how much revenue do I want per year? And then I'll divide that and I'll get my average sale, blah, blah, blah. But with digital products, you can sell an unlimited amount. So you can't be like, well, I'd like to sell a million digital products, but is that realistic? Right. Not. So I don't actually recommend, um, you know, really looking at your competition for pricing, you can, I'm, you can, it's just, I just don't think it's really necessary because people will buy your like digital products are so different because they're buying it because they want to learn the thing, but they're also buying it because they like you. And so even if somebody else already sells something similar to what you're selling, it's not going to be taught the same. It's not going to have the same story and it's not taught by you. So there really is like, There is obviously competition. I'm not blind to that, but there kind of also isn't because we're all really unique, right? So when it comes to pricing uh, digital products and courses, it really comes down to one thing. What is the value? Like, what is this thing worth? Okay. And you can say, you can think of, oh, well, what would someone pay for this thing? But how I like to think of it is, for example, I'll use my course, Profitable Courses. So I know that if someone creates a great course and they have a following, they can sell six figures, even seven figures, even multiple seven figures. I mean, we know creators who sell courses who do 10, 20, you know, a million more per year, right? Um, But do I think the average person that takes my course is going to hit, you know, six figures or seven figures in year one? No, probably not. But what I do know is that the average person is probably going to make at least a few sales. Like, let's say all the odds are against them. They have very low following. They don't know anything about sales and marketing. They don't have their idea yet. You know, there's a lot of things stacked against them, right? I I know that they're going to still get at least a few sales. And I do um, see the average course priced around $9.97. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, I can price mine at $9.97. And then that way in my marketing, I can say, you know, if you think this is going to make you at least one course sale, then this would be worth it. So you really need to think about the value, what someone's willing to pay for it, and also sort of your marketing messaging. Um, And if for courses, I do have like a range, I recommend 297 to 1997. Digital products really is like all across the board. Um, 
But think about that pricing. And then also one last thing I want to share is something I've noticed with my students is sometimes they'll come in and say, okay, well, I, okay, I have this um, student who's teaching people how to go from IT to cloud computing, which is like a huge jump in salary. And so he's like, well, I want to price it at this. And I'm like, well, this is going to help people make, you know, get a raise of like twenty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year. So you could charge even $19.97 for this. Well, these people don't really have a lot of money, blah, 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 right? So I, even though I recommended higher, I said, well, what are you confident charging? And he's like, $297. And I said, okay, even though I disagree with that, <laughs> because you feel confident charging that, that's going to make all the difference. Because here's the thing, if you feel uncomfortable charging a certain number, it's never going to sell. So pick what you're comfortable with. And then I told them, once you sell XYZ, would you be willing to raise it to this? He's like, yes. So there's a lot of different things that go into pricing, but that's kind of my top tips. But I love that you gave those tips because I think though, even though, even with your tips, you know, I think people can see that like they have to kind of give it some thought for themselves. And like, I also, you know, we've had, there's been a lot of pricing conversations on this show, especially as it pertains to service-based, you know, products like, you know, and how much do you charge and what's the demand? And sometimes you just have to play around with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's true. Right? I mean, I always say everything comes down to data and testing. <laughs> like I have so many people say, Molly, what do you think of this course idea? And I know this is an annoying answer, but if you ask me, this is exactly what I'm going to tell you. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I would pay. It matters what your ideal client thinks. Right. It matters what your ideal client is going to pay. Like you will not know until you test it. It's as simple as that. So just get it done. See what happens. Best case scenario, you sell. Worst case scenario, you don't. You tweak your messaging. You tweak whatever the pricing, whatever needs to happen. And then you sell. So it always works. It's just a matter of a matter of testing and tweaking in time. I love all of the information that you've given us today. There have been so many amazing actionable tips. And I think, you know, from both sides of the spectrum, like you basically just told us how to get started with the digital product. And you basically just told us how to get started with a course. So I want you to tell us where people can find you. You have so graciously left a free webinar and it's in the show notes, which I'm going to watch it today. So, <laughs> so I love it. That's awesome. So if not today, then tomorrow. Um, but just I, I love the approach that you take and I love how simplistic you make this. And I do want to reiterate that, that it isn't that complicated. And I think a lot of people overcomplicate it. I also think that when you, the listener, I'm talking to the listener, not Molly, when you, the listener, are contemplating doing this, Learn from someone like Amali who has experience doing it. And that is something that I think is really important. And I speak about that all the time. Molly's done this many times. Don't go, you know, picking up the first ad that comes to you because, you know, it looks good. You have to do your due diligence and make sure that you're learning from someone who has experience doing it. And that's why I had Molly on the show. So Molly, tell us where people can find you. Tell us where people can find your webinar, even though it's linked in the show notes and any last parting words before we end this conversation today. Yeah, I would love to connect with all of you. My website is freedomcreator.co and I have all of my freebies on there. I literally have free digital templates, free funnels, templates, like all the things. And I just want to share too that the the on-demand webinar that I have, it's going to show you how to come up with your idea and also how to even create the curriculum using like post-it notes and uh, talks about marketing and pricing and 
all the things. So let's see parting words. I guess I just want to leave you guys with some encouragement because it can feel really overwhelming after listening to this podcast. Like, oh my gosh, she she said psychology and pricing and marketing. And like, now I have to do all these things. And I just want to talk about my expertise. And, you know, and I promise you that like, these are skills that are going to be so worth it for you to learn. And because you're so passionate about the thing that you're talking about and the people that you're wanting to help, these skills are going to help you be, be able to help way more people with your expertise. So whether you're a therapist or a horse trainer, or I don't know, there's so many different niches. Um, there are so many people out there that are wanting your expertise and, you know, they just need to know that you're out there and that you're wanting to help them. So you can do this. And I'm super excited for you to create your digital product. Molly Kaiser, founder of Freedom Creator. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and all of your expertise. And I'm so excited for everyone to come look you up and check you out and get started because you have so much amazing information to offer. And I so appreciate you being here. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks, everyone. I hope that you found today's conversation as helpful as I did in listening back to it for the second time while I was going through the editing process. It really renewed my interest in creating a suite of digital products for all of you. So more to come on that. That is why I reached out to Molly in the first place. Life has gotten in the way over the last four to six months, but I am ready to really commit to bringing you guys those products. And again, that is why I reached out to Molly in the first place. She was just filled with so much knowledge and wisdom. And I hope that you found today's conversation as insightful as I did, because honestly, everyone has it in them to create some kind of digital offering to provide passive income for their business. So think on that. Now I'm going to share today's five top takeaways in just one second. Normally I would tell you to sign up for my newsletter through the link in the show notes so that you can get all the takeaways sent to you. However, today I'm going to tell you that I will be relaunching my newsletter later this fall. It's going to be jam-packed with so much information on building, growing, scaling, and even selling your business. You do not want to miss it. So sign up for my newsletter through the link in my show notes. Now on to today's top five takeaways. Number one, the first thing that you want to figure out when you're creating a course or a digital product is who are you going to help? What are you going to help them with? And what is a painful problem that they have that you can solve for them? Number two, the reason a product takes off is because it solves a painful problem for your customer. That is the reason it works. Number three, use Canva. You want to use Canva to create your digital products to avoid graphic design costs. It is one of the most efficient and robust and easy tools to use. Use it. Number four, talk to your customer. Ask them about their business, their pain points. Ask them very direct questions in trying to figure out what your offer is to them. Number five, you can't let what you want to create overshadow your community's needs. You have to listen to your clients and what they need help with. Business is about solving problems. And I'm going to throw in a number six today. Number six, if you feel uncomfortable charging a certain amount, it will never sell. Think about it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here. Thank you, Molly Kaiser, for all of your knowledge and wisdom. You can stay tuned for another brand new episode of Dear Found Her coming your way next week.